Hello, listeners, and welcome to Mostly Murder, but sometimes not, a podcast where four siblings watch, read, listen to, just consume in some way mysteries, mayhem, murder, crimes, heists, and the like. For this episode, we watched Season 1, Episode 1 of Grant Chester, and we recorded in February of 2018. Content warnings for this episode include suicide, sex work and outdated terms, and beheading, and we are pre-apologizing for continually calling a vicar a priest. Chalk it up to the almost 50 years of Catholic school between us. As always, the Count the Penises segment is henceforth known as the Patriarchy Bullshit Scale, and you can find further information about that and the podcast in general on our website, mostlymurderbutsometimesnot.com. That should be everything, so thank you for listening, and enjoy! You are cordially invited to the manor in the woods, where an evening of discussion is being held by the O'Brien siblings. Catherine, the encyclopedia. Carolyn, the bookworm. Madeline, the wild card, and Mackenzie, the eclectic. Join them in the study where there will be talk of murder, robbery, deception, and conveniently cloaked figures. So get cozy, pour yourself a cuppa, and join us for mostly murder. But sometimes not. Hello everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Mostly Murder, But Sometimes Not. Um, we don't know what number this is because we are really good at numbering things, but we are fairly into our um, exploration of mysteries. So this episode is about the television show Grantchester, which was based on the books The Grantchester Mysteries, which I didn't really know about, but I kind of vaguely knew. But I did not realize that they came out in 2012 <laughs> was the first one. So they're very new English mystery books, even though they're set in the 1950s. The first book was like a collection of miniseries in 2012. And then ITV, the channel in England, decided to make a TV series based on it. So the first series came out in the fall of 2014. Um, the series is about an Anglican priest and a DI basically solving crimes together, but they throw in a lot of drama, personal drama, and just, like, regular drama. And it's shot... Actually, I didn't realize Grantchester's a real place in Cambridgeshire, and they do shoot in Grantchester, in Cambridge, in, like, all these areas around Kent and Sussex and all this stuff, which I thought was kind of cool. Like, pretty... They don't really do a ton of shooting on a studio at all. It's all real locations. Which I think is cool. Um, I wanted to share with you guys the, one of the reviews of the first series from, I think it's from the Daily Telegraph, which called it Cluedo with Cassocks, and it's a Victoria sponge with a tablespoon of battery acid, which I thought was kind of funny. You're going to need to run that by me later. <laughs> Why? No, I got it. Well, I, I literally was thinking about the word, um, cassocks, except... You said cassocks. I don't know what the correct. I don't correct, know. Correct, I'm correct, obviously, I don't know correct pronunciations of anything. I'm fairly certain Cluedo is a Muppet from the Labyrinth. No, no. Sure. it's the board game Clue, but that's how it's pronounced 
in. He knows. He's just does he? Wait, I, I actually did. didn't know about the Cluedo thing. Is that just how the board game Clue was pronounced in England? That's how it originally. It's not like. Yeah. It's not like that's how Clue is pronounced. That's like what it's called. Like, like, yeah, the branding is different. Game, it says C L U E D O. That's Clue in Ooh. England. Why? I don't know. I don't know. And then a, a cassock is the thing that the priest wears. That one I did not. Okay, good. I was I an altar boy. <laughs> so was I, except a girl. Thank you, cassock. Cassock. Um, okay. And then what? A Victoria sponge. That's a dessert, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. they make it on Great British Bake Off. They've done it at least three times. I was wondering. Why it's your like face two cakes, so and then like, is it buttercream in the middle, or can it be any icing? No, it's like two cakes and then a jam. And then, like, a... A jam? Yeah, like, a type of jam. Um, Ugh! I need to watch all of Great British Bake Off all over again. I just finished Series 8 and the two Christmas specials, which were very exciting. Back on track, I... Um, well, I was just gonna say, we never introduced ourselves. Oh, sorry. I got too excited. They should know by now! (laughs) Well, I'm Katie. I'm Carrie. I'm Maddie. And I'm Mac. Okay. Okay. You, you always say it like that. I know. Like it's a, like it's a big deal. That's <laughs> my thing. <laughs> oh my god. Are you saying I'm, I'm not a big deal? No, you're not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Maddie, what were you saying? We're all insignificant specimens. I don't remember because I was the... chastised. Br- British Bake Off. Series 8. Oh, yeah. I need help. <laughs> I'm going through it too fast. Me I'm not savoring too. it. I, Maddie... I literally texted you last week, like, I'm starting it and I don't know how I feel because I feel like I'm in an alternate universe where only Paul Hollywood came through the portal. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, everything's yeah. the same, but not, but not at all, but really? Dude. It is really strange because, like, I feel like they do keep a lot of the same, like, I guess the the same, they have the same feeling for sure. Yeah. And, I feel like, I, but not. Well, I also yeah. know... Noel Fielding and Sandy Tosfig, like, as comedians and TV personalities. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know Prue at all. And so she's throwing me off. Katie's Speaking. plan to derail the conversation with Great British Bake Off has succeeded. <laughs> You're welcome, America. It's very important to... <laughs> what was this episode about? Okay. <laughs> Victoria so, Sponges. Victoria Sponges with battery acid. Duh. Cassocks. <laughs> anyway. So... We decided to watch episode one, season one, just start off because although it doesn't get super serialized, there are a lot of elements in the personality, personal stuff that like requires a lot of explanation when you're just like jumping into a random episode. I feel like it required some explanation just watching this episode. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll no, but we'll get into it. So basically, this is the first episode. And so. It establishes all the relationships. The basic plot is there is a parishioner named Stephen, right? I think Stephen. Mm-hmm. Uh. Stephen has committed suicide, and the priest, Sidney Chambers, well, he's not a priest. He's a vicar. I forget that they're not called priests, but he's definitely Anglican. Anyway, the plot is Stephen's funeral is at the beginning of the episode, and then it turns out Stephen was having an affair, and the woman, his mistress, came to the vicar and said, Hey, I don't think he killed himself. I'm pretty sure he was murdered because I don't think, like, we were going to run away together and he was going to be super happy, and I think my husband might have done it. And so she was all like, 
like scared about it. So Sydney the priest goes to the Cambridgeshire police or in Cambridge or whatever, meets with D.I. Um, Keating, who everyone just calls Geordie. It was very weird for me. I have actually seen all of the series and he's always called Geordie. So hearing him be like D.I. Keating was like super weird. But anyway, so they kind of go back and forth and he doesn't believe him. And then more stuff happens. And then the priest does more investigation. He meets with the widow, all this kind of relationship building happens and it turns out uh we're skipping over a lot of plot because it doesn't super matter but at the very end guess what the steven is having an affair with two people it's actually his secretary and she's the one who ended up she found out that he was going to break up with her she got pissed off at both him and his first mistress she decides to set up his suicide so she does that and kills him. And the only reason she's caught is because they kind of trick her into thinking that it was... They kind of let her find out about the first mistress. And so she's about to kill the first mistress. And then they catch her. But that's kind of the whole episode-ish. Um, it sets up relationships between... It kind of sets up the rest of the series. So you learn about this working relationship between... The vicar and the DI, so Sydney and Jordy, where at first Jordy's like, I don't really know who you are and what you're talking about, and we're the police, so get over yourself. To He's very antagonistic. In the beginning, and then he kind of goes, you're kind of more clever than I gave you chance for, and also, I think finding out that people will just tell a priest anything, he's like, I can use this. Yeah. <laughs> this is useful. And then also it sets up the relationship between Sydney and Amanda, so she's introduced in the very beginning they seem like they're super friendly and then super in love super in love and you're like this is really great and adorable and then it how cute the very end of the episode not the very end but near the end they're on a picnic and she's like i'm engaged to some other dude and you're like what is happening i don't understand yeah. anything so it kind of sets up that whole drama and then it sets up the relationship with Jordy, and then it kind of sets up a little bit like his dynamic with mrs mcguire the like church housekeeper lady so, that's kind of the whole episode. Yeah. I think you forgot the point where uh, the like the priest's girlfriend got him a dog. Oh, that is like the main point we actually puppy. wanted That's to. the most important part. I yes. literally probably wrote the word puppy like four different times throughout. Okay, yeah. Potty plus dog. Keep the dog. <laughs> I just wrote dog, dog, puppy, puppy, dog, puppy. Puppy, puppy, and there was One of my a dog. dog was uh, so the puppy was named uh, Dickens Ooh. after Mrs. McGuire, the housekeeper's famous uh, catchphrase. What the Dickens? I'd love to think that if this happened in our house, the dog would be named Crapola. We after don't say what... that. We've never said that in an actual. Tanner real... says that all the time. No, Anytime Tanner I says say the that. word crap, she goes Ola. Because she can't just let me have it. <laughs> yeah, but that like... was like in high school. Yeah. No, no, no she still adult. does it. Does she? She does that to yeah. me now. Say it at home, Katie, and see what she does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, because I think I used to say crapola in high school. I did today. Then... I talked about my crap ass nightstand. That's you said crapola? No, I said crap ass. <laughs> Well, crap ass, you didn't leave any room for her to say ola. <laughs> yes, I didn't leave her any room. Crap right. The Crap-a-sola. newest Italian pasta. 
Crapasola. No, anyway, I would never name a dog Crapola. I wrote down. <laughs> I would absolutely you name all a know, pasta Crapasola. You all know my dog name forever and ever. Yes, we What's know. yours? Bingley. Bingley. Because obviously, you know what mine is? it's like Mr. Bingley being super happy and nice, and also it kind of is like Brinkley, like you've got me on one of the best movies of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really would is. just like to say that there was a dog in the beginning that barks at him when he's on his bike, and I wrote down "want that dog," and then later when the puppy comes in, I was like, "Oh my god, I want that dog." <laughs> so I feel like my, in my mind, I knew that a dog was coming, and I was like. I want a dog. Yeah, Mac. What were you gonna say? <laughs> oh, uh, my my uh, my chosen dog name is Rufus. Because That's a dumb name. Because it's Roof. There you go. Because it's also just because okay, specifically it would apply to a Scottish Terrier, which I love because it's the, it's the only dog that comes with a mustache. Hmm. Isn't that the name of the Scottish Terrier in Lady and the Tramp? I don't. I don't. I know. thought it was like Angus. Oh, yeah, it's probably oh, very yeah. Scottish. Just to be very That obvious. was my first note too. That you want that dog? Or that Scotty. Um hot that was the hottie plus dog. Scotty. Oh, I, I think like, it's Scotty. Okay. Hottie on a bike. And a dog. Yeah, so have you guys watched you guys have never watched Grantchester before, right? Never. Actually, nope. yes. Yes? Yeah. Oh. I had seen this one and I think two or three more with you before you went to England. Yeah, that sounds about right. Then I stopped watching it. I feel like I saw the beginning of this episode when yeah. I was home, and then I got bored or something, or I was tired, so, so I left. I feel like, for some reason, this show, I do really like it. I think it's pretty. But it always feels like, and someone else mentioned it like that in what I was reading, that it kind of blends together a lot of other pre like things that have happened before. So mm-hmm. Poirot ended in 2013, and that was like a big thing, and it was being produced by ITV at the end. And then Father Brown was still happening, but like not as often, although it is back now, I think. So like you have this element of Father Brown where, hey, it's a clergyman in the 1950s who solves murder. Mm-hmm. It's almost the same premise. There's always an antagonistic like police guy, although in this one they're not antagonistic. And then there's like an overbearing but charming housekeeper. And then you have elements of Endeavor. Did you guys watch Endeavor? No. Because you've got like the city background of either Oxford or Cambridge or whatever. And then even a little bit of like Marple and Poirot and Inspector Lewis and stuff. So it didn't feel like anything new, but it still is interesting. Do you think that it has the kind of conglomeration feel because it was written in 2012? Like after all of the stuff had come out and been part of the cultural zeitgeist a little I bit. I think so a little bit. I think it, I was like, honestly, when I read that, I was like, what? Like this book was literally written six years ago. And then within two years, they decided to make a series about it. I don't know. But that's not to say that I don't find it enjoyable because I do. I, re- I like this a lot. I've watched all three series or four series or however many there are now. There are. Have three. you read any of the books? No, I have not. I wonder if the books are like really good, and that's why they got made into well, movie heard... thing, or if they're just hitching on to the cultural zeitgeist of like yeah, because y'all are so fancy. <laughs> well, the first series I read is, so there's six 
like short stories in the first book and so each in the first series each episode is based on one of those short stories but then later oh. on they kind of veer far away and some of them aren't based on one at all really? it does get a little bit melodramatic for my taste the show the show but i don't know if that's based on the books or not interesting yeah i have no clue what's going on with sydney and amanda i'm like were you like just carrying on and thinking that you were going to have your fridays together for the rest of your life like why is she is she like expected to marry somebody rich and like they both kind of knew that and like knew it would happen eventually do you they... want me to tell you what i remember no because okay. i want to watch it <laughs> it's all on amazon <laughs> prime so really yeah what i had to buy my itunes once. yeah i bought it on youtube or if you have a, a PBS passport, yeah, uh, then you can do that too. I did not. I do have Amazon Prime though. Oh, yeah, fancy, so fancy, so fancy. I actually have one too. You have Amazon Prime. Wow. You're uh, he's a student or was a student. Yeah, but I'm still on my student account. Please don't, please don't oust me, Amazon. Hey, Amazon, well, dear Amazon, Amazon. Well, let's just keep. We're just gonna secret. yell really loud. Oh my gosh, Amazon! You are you know someone's Alexa is probably to going you. to pick you up. I probably. I mean, I guess we don't have to talk about it during the podcast. So I'm at our the office because the Wi-Fi at home is being weird. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and I was like in a hurry because we were supposed to record at nine or whatever. And I knocked into the frame on the wall of that. Um, caricature thing we made and i almost knocked it to the ground but i literally screamed and then i heard someone like outside go like huh like make a noise and i was like i'm sorry everything's fine i just almost knocked something over and i like freaked myself out and i like it took a while for my like to calm down again <laughs> was it like sure? a, a stereotypical npc huh sound like no, they just heard just something like going a, on. i literally was like or... i shrieked i did not ex- like a young woman <laughs> Was like, was it like a Tim Allen? <laughs> yep, it was Tim Allen. That's a terrible door. He is probably in Michigan. Mm-hmm. I did that the other day because I, I saw mm-hmm. Allen again. It was him, wasn't it? Yeah. He was over in the next room. Tim Allen. <laughs> no, oh, I was talking about my mouse, Allen. I saw him Alan, again the other Alan, day. Alan, Alan. And then I shrieked. First I was like, ah! And then I was like, ah! <laughs> Have you ever eaten your mouse? I I there's a mouse that shows up. Don't you follow her on Twitter? No, yeah, uh, doesn't no. care about me. I don't care about Twitter. Ugh, Sorry. Hashtag unpopular opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, because it's a hashtag. Yeah. I actually I hashtag way more in real life than I ever have on. <laughs> With the, I I've definitely hashtag more in life than I have tweets. Yeah, that's fine. I believe you. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so there's, I, like I actually have hashtags written in my notes. <laughs> really? What? Yeah. Honestly, can we? Can I please get into this? Yeah. Because I've been dying. Because you oh know, at the God. funeral, yes, yeah, there was like they zoomed in on that crying girl, and then they like zoomed out on the lady with the lipstick, and I was like, hashtag two mistresses, hashtag calling it, <gasps> and I did! I called it! Good job. I knew immediately. But Yay. you thought... Uh, See, I didn't... Three. I called the one mistress, but I thought the secretary was just in love with him, but they weren't actually doing anything. 
Nope, I called, two mistresses. I called one thing, and that was that they were going to catch him by uh, saying that he was left-handed and that he was writing with his right, and it was not. That was not correct. That was not. Nope. That was. So you that didn't was not how call anything. You didn't called it. I called, I called something. It. it was just not the right thing. No, when you call <laughs> you, something, that's not that means it. you predict it. Yeah, it's like I know right now. Yeah, but you did not know because you were no, wrong. I called. No, I called it out because I pronounced it into my room. It's like uh, Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy, <laughs> <laughs> or us telling Amazon. Yeah. Um, that you're was a student. that actress Lavender Brown, or did she just look a lot like her? She just like looked her. like her. She was Charlotte but, Lucas in Lost in Austin. Yes. Also, Lost in Austin was Jane is Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I know. With like her hair is totally different, and it's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if Amanda grows on you in the other in the rest of the series, but I'm not a fan. Me either. I have complicated feelings towards her because I understand the situation she's put in with her family and not everything but also i feel oh there's family stuff well like she just seems like a 1950s manic pixie dream girl like (laughs) when she's all like oh your shoes oh let's picnic and he's like i don't know the the leaps your mind take the amanda and i'm like that's just a stupid thing for her to say amanda she's about to go on a swing by the way did anybody else think of that uh classical uh like painting of a woman on a swing when she was like on a Fragonard. Fragonard. <laughs> yes, no. I did a little bit. I did not. Did, okay, not swing, so I wrote I down rope. when I watched it because I haven't watched this episode since I first watched it, probably back in like 2015 or whatever when it aired on mm-hmm. PBS. But years ago, wow! I feel like the beginning of this episode should have just been subtitled. This is not your average reverend, <laughs> like. I just yeah, felt like okay. they were trying to That's make totally him be, like, PBS's brand. super Can cool, I... like, oh, well, he's out with this woman, and then he has to run and, like, ride his bike through town and ignore people, and then he, like, puts on the jazz, and he's got holes in his shoes, and he's like, I'm super young and hot, and then I'm gonna go and do a funeral. Can I, uh, can I just share a few of my, uh, my nicknames? Because the thing with me is, I don't remember characters' names, because if you remember characters' names, and then you just say them out to a podcast audience, they're not going to understand. It's like you're gossiping about different friends. Like, oh, Pamela, talk to Sydney, talk to Joseph, talk to Mrs. McGuire. And nobody's going to That's how you talk about things. No, because I talk this way. I create nicknames for people. And so my nicknames this episode are Sex Priest, Nose Girl, (laughs) uh, Mrs. McGuire, because that's her own nickname, uh, Richard Gear, try to guess what that one is, and Irish Stereotype. Oh, and um, uh, Grieving Widows, number one and number two. Those are all terrible. Oh. Yeah, that's awful. Why Why would you do that? Why can't you just call them the character names? I understand. Yes. I totally did that for the Criminal Minds. I because do I don't think they ever said their names, and they also are really funny. <laughs> but they do say names a lot in this episode. They yes, do. this when is an I expository say, episode. So. When I say sex priest, you know who I'm talking about. Well, yeah, because I wrote, ow, ow, take it off. (laughs) (laughs) That cassock. Yeah. I would like to say proudly, I wrote nothing about how hot he was in my notes. I don't think I did either. I don't think that's pride. But I'm pretty sure because in the last episode is when we just called this, 
to give that show it to Sexy Priest. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just right there. It's not even subtext. No. No. I mean, I think it's like, they do try to, especially, there were, what, four references to, like, oh, I thought you drank sherry. Like, every other vicar. Dumb. There were two. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, I guess. Especially back then. Actually, you know that Mitford series that I read? That was like, yes. I don't know why I like it so much, because it's everything I don't like. Mm-hmm. But that priest drank sherry quite a lot, and that was like his thing. Vickers be drinking sherry. Am <laughs> I right? Am I right? Give me another five. That's guess, basically the I point so, of yeah. No. But he was like, ooh, he's not your average vicar, because he's drinks he drinks whiskey. <laughs> I just made that Is up. Is sherry not liquor? I don't know. I don't think so. It is. No, it's like a it dry. Is. I think it's like dry. It's, it's like, like a wine. liqueur. It's like it's a like wi- liquor wine. Yeah. The like only gross. liquor wine I've ever seen was called Wild Irish Rose. It's gross. That sounds gross. I thought that was... Oh, never mind. That was... Irish Mist is that whiskey. You no, no, no. Try. Wild Irish Rose was literally the worst liqueur I've ever had. Was it pink? Um, it was sort of like a clear, um, okay, remember when you were a kid and you had, like, First Communion and you tried wine for the first time, but it was also watered down a little? Yes. It's like the adult version of that. I got the exact same sensation of, this is a higher alcohol level than I'd like, but it also has no taste, and also, um, it feels a little tinny. It tastes a little tinny. That's gross. Never drink Wild Irish I always thought it Um, tasted tinny because they just had really shitty, like, chalices. That too. Well, I thought it was. Just did a you bad guys? Wine. Did you guys ever practice um, taking the communion before? Oh, oh yeah, taking communion with crackers. Come on. No, 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 no. I mean, like yeah. in class. Yeah, yeah. I remember being yeah. in like with Mrs. Phillips' juice. class. Yeah, and they like, they were like, practice not making a face when you drink this, <laughs> and I definitely made a face because it was <laughs> gross. It tasted like soy sauce. It was gross. I don't remember the sodium content. But it I just think it tastes was, like tinfoil. It was not good. It was just I can't I literally can't describe it. Yeah. Maybe because I was like seven, but And now here I am drinking wine. You That's know white wine. It is not the blood of Christ. I totally had some red it's wine. It's the blood earlier, of white so. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't exist. For white Jesus. <laughs> That's false. Fake news. Oh my gosh. Don't even get me started. That reference is going to be so dated by the time this episode comes out. I hope. <laughs> Fake news is already outdated. Even though it keeps happening every day, everywhere. No, it's not. I was listening to uh, Love It or Leave It today, and one of the games they played was uh, something like true or fake news. Maybe like, I just can't believe that we're still talking about it. Yeah. You know what we, we should be talking be. about? Graduate Irish story? stereotyping. So what were you talking about with the Irish stereotype? He thinks he was talking the murder about the victim. cop. Oh. No, oh. Stephen Staunton, the, the suicide guy. Okay. Uh, the, or, the one yeah, about because the detective was literally like, so what? He went Why to his office, he drank some Jameson. No, the detective I called Richard Gere. Yeah, we don't know why. Why? I don't know. He reminded me of Richard Gere for some If reason. you think of like a hot older man, you immediately go to Richard Gere. <laughs> Because no, let I me think tell of you, a hot older man. Who played Wolverine? Hugh Jackman. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Boo! There. He does not look like Hugh Jackman. 
no, no, he no. When That's you say point. hot older man, I think Hugh Jackman. He's when not you even show me old. a photo of detective guy, isn't he? No, he's I think he's in his fifties. Is you no. don't even know. No, he's, he's definitely not in his fifties. I bet you at quarter. Okay, I'll take that back. He's probably in his High 50s. stakes here in the O'Brien family. <laughs> We're only allowed to bet quarters, Mac. We've established this. No, uh, mom and dad I've established it. the rules of our clan <laughs> many times Oh, before. guess how old he is. 49. Oh. 49! Uh. Winner! <laughs> really? Yeah. Man, I would have gone older. Who's Hi. old but is, like, still hot, though? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. So many people. Helen Mirren. Oh, oh man. Lucy Liu. Yes. Who? She's not that old. She's in her 50s. Wait, crap. Is no, she I'm, really? I'm thinking of the woman that played Mulan. Oh, Ming-Na Wen? Yep, Ming-Na Wen. Oh, yeah. God, wow. She's gorgeous. Yes, yeah, she is. Anyway. Monica Bellucci. She's gorgeous. Monica Bellucci. She's in her 50s. Who is that? She's like an Jennifer Aniston. Model. She Ooh. was in. She was the Bond girl inspector. George that Clooney. Was like, oh my gosh, she's over fifty. Oh, that lady. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, but let's anyway. talk more I mean, about the Bond other girl who was there for five. Let's minutes. look up fifty hot people over fifty. <laughs> um, I do I think Jordy is pretty attractive, actually. The yeah, and then, Jordy is not attractive. Oh, let's just make. Eyes. Oh, he is pretty attractive. Those eyes know. are. I, I think he's attractive. Charming. I, what I really like about this show, you guys, also, is the two main actors are friends in real life, and, like, when they tweet stuff from set, they're adorable, and they're, like, we're matching, they're, like, wearing matching bathrobes, or they're just out, like, in the snow, and, like, playing, it's, like, it's hilarious. That's really cute. They are super cute. Ugh, you know, I don't know what I wrote down for, um, Sydney is that his eyebrows were basically like see-through. Like he had it's like Maddie oh, with the eyelashes. no eyebrows. I was thinking about Maddie. Wow, yes. thanks for uh calling me out you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're you look like a Wait, who priest. has no eyebrows in the show? Sydney. Sydney. The priest. Oh. He's he's like very and he's still hot. He's like the hot Englishman because his skin is so pale you can see through it. Oh, he's like super like gingery type hair like it's not super red but it's like pale it has that reddish sheen and his eyebrows are really light and his eyelashes like you basically can't even see them yeah um he looks like the kind of guy who should be playing a prince in a tv show but like the old anemic looking princes (laughs) (laughs) yeah ladies you know i do like princes you're really going for (laughs) screw aladdin we're going with anemia I do like the establishing the friendship between the two, though. Like, when they play backgammon, I like that back and forth. That was cool. Like, of, okay, we met in the station. At first, I didn't believe you, but now I think you might be onto something. Blah, blah, blah. Like, look at the evidence together. Okay. One of the things, you said that they shot a lot, like, on, like, location. Like, Correct. in Grantchester or whatever. That office... The doors are the doors gorgeous. The doors in his office are gorgeous. Beautiful. I thought uh, there was going to be some kind of like church like comparison oh, because no. it kind of looked like a confessional. Yeah, I did kind of like that. Um, oh, which okay, in so one of the pretty. later episodes, one of the windows gets broken and it like shatters my heart. No. I mean, obviously they fix it to be the same. It also but shatters the window. <laughs> it, my my heart shattered like the window. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I do um, let's the I do think their location scouting and shooting and like cinematography was really on point. The field was really gorgeous. I wanted I want like a field that I can just go to in the middle of nowhere and walk around where it's like slightly windy and a little brisk so that I can like meditate on my life. <laughs> yeah. Like him so our, and our instead backyard. of just I don't have a backyard. You've got a lot of places. Just take one of the tea lines out to the end. Yeah, that takes like an hour. That's true. Then I guess well, you don't really listen care to about a fields. podcast on the way there and on the way back. That take that's like three hours out of my day. But it's, I really want to go like, frolic in a field. Not that much though. <laughs> but like it is just gorgeous though. Just have I want like, a fe- I want a frolicking field within. 50, like, within 15 minutes of myself. Yes, that is exactly true. I want to be able to walk 15 minutes, see an empty field with beautiful blue sky, and, like, just, like, look wistfully across into the distance and and realize things about my life, and then walk 15 minutes home. That's not I bet it'd be fast. raining. I bet you'd go and it'd be raining. <laughs> it'd be raining a lot, probably. I'll bring an umbrella. I, like yeah. I came here to stomp on Oh my gosh, too. how much did I'm you love that secretary's umbrella at the end? Did you notice? The red one? It was I like couldn't really reddish tell with a cool what the pattern. of it was. Yeah. I couldn't quite either, but I really, I liked it. I thought it was cool. It was very small. Yeah. Actually, like a big umbrella. I think the costuming was really good. Because you could immediately... Dude. Yeah. That dress in the cafe that uh, Mrs. Morton was wearing. Yes, because, oh my god, because it made her eyes look so green. Oh my god. And I think I also her eyeshadow did that. Like, yeah, the eyeshadow and the dress, and like her her hair was styled really beautifully. She had like those that, hats. I love that her hat hats. was amazing. Ugh. I think the design of it was just really cool because did you notice the garment bag had yes. strings? And I've oh. never seen one yes. without a zipper before. Yes, I did. And I was like, like that. wow, that is how they were. <laughs> that was news to me. I did not see that. Yeah, I, no, I, did. I think they were on point with the design work. Which I love. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. And I really did like that dress a lot. You know what I loved? What? The first mistress's red coat. She did have a great red Hello, coat. Hello, Agent Carter. She had some really good style. <laughs> but I think also yeah. it established her as somewhat separate from the town and from the like. Like she's fancier. Like she's. Oh, yeah. She was the fancy mistress. Because they do set this... I mean, Grantchester seems to be a pretty small English town. Yeah. And, like, when someone is dressing like that, especially with all the gossipy, like, slight... Old bitties. <laughs> old bitties. Like well, they were no... talking about her, just her hair. True. It's like, no good comes of a woman who wears her hair like that. Right. And I've heard yeah, the phrase, she's German, you know, like, three times. So many times. I mean, this is yeah. in 53, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. But this that's like still, immediate, like not immediately post war, but pretty. But there's a close huge shadow of war over all of England, pretty much yeah. until the sixties. So yeah. I mean, they talk about it so much in the show. I mean, they do have the obligatory war flashback that if you <laughs> place a show in England in the fifties, you have to yeah. talk about the war. Well, everyone, I mean, yeah. even not even England. I mean, Archer Vice. No, not Archer Vice. Archer Dreamland had like war flashbacks. By the way, uh, I'd like to submit Archer into our list of potential shows. Are there mysteries? Is it a mystery? And does someone um, try? Does something happen and someone tries to figure it out? Uh, there is. Uh, ooh, 
not Archer Vice. Which was it? I don't know. He goes to LA and he becomes a private detective. In one detective. episode. Yep. Okay. Actually, no, not a, not one episode. A whole season of put private that, detectives. Put that on the list then. Okay. As long as something happens and someone investigates it, that's our <laughs> oh, yes, rule. Absolutely. Which Maybe. is why we're justifying Chamber of Secrets. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That is <laughs> <Yeah. a> mystery. <laughs> Another mystery. What is the Scots Guards? Um, it is a branch of the military. That's pretty much all I know. It's like a it's one who were actively fighting. They weren't like because a lot of, I think what that guy was insinuating was like, oh, you're a priest, you were probably a chain, or not a chain, what am I thinking of? I Chapman, don't know. Who doesn't actually see active duty. But right. I know the Scots Guards are a, like, branch of the military. I thought it was wow. a fabric and upholstery protector. Like, of the, they're part of the British Army, and they are, like, a foot brigade, like, that's all I know. So, what are they called? But, Scots? Scots guards. We need to deduct a joke buck from Mackenzie. Oh, yeah. I didn't hear him. I made a perfect Scotch, jar, Scotch guard joke, and you guys didn't even appreciate <laughs> Scotch it. Guards. Scotch guards. Scotch guards. Maddie, are you looking it up? Yep. I feel like I learned and about Mac, it. That was not a good joke. It was a Scotch guard, guard but and I don't Scots remember. guard is a perfect pun. No. Scotch guard? What even is Scotch guard? It's a fabric and upholstery protector that you buy at Lowe's at a very reasonable price, by the way, and you protect your fabric and upholstery. I do know what it is, Mac. I thought it was kind of not. That was a reach. That was a reach. (laughs) Um, You know, it's a reach. Uh, Going to other places for your Scotch guard. Go to Lowe's. Shut up. Um, What the Dickens is not funny. They kept saying that to each other like it was supposed to be funny. And I was like, "This that's the stupidest thing. That's one of the things that I think is in the books, but I can't promise that because I've never read them. Ugh. I but feel like, like most inside jokes are kind of dumb. No. I mean, look at ours. Our inside <laughs> jokes are great. Their inside joke was stupid. That automatically makes me think they should not end up together. What the dickens? Like, that's not a funny thing. That's just a... Th- but it resulted in a puppy being named. I mean, it would have had a name regardless. That's a pretty great name for a puppy, though. Dickens. Dickens. That is a good name. Because he's an orphan that was just dropped off on somebody's door. Yes, Maddie. Yep. Scouts guards are just like a very old branch branch of the British Army, um, part of the guards division, foot guards regiments. Um, and they were the personal bodyguards of King Charles I of England and Scotland. Uh, lineage back to 1642. Uh, when they yeah, beheaded so. it. Hella old. Remember that All time right. they beheaded Charles? And they were like, get out of here. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what they were like. Don't, don't besmirch the name of the Scots guards. Was it Charles? It's got him. It was Charles, right? The first? Or I have second? no idea. It doesn't say it in this Wikipedia page, and I'm not looking up another. It's a lot easier to remember them if you imagine them uh, with their nicknames. Like King Charles as King Chuck. No. That's, no. That sounds That's awful. how I remember it. Joke no? Buck. Yep. That's not it's... even a joke Buck. That's like a life Stupidity. Chuck Buck. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Buck. Ugh, you're no longer allowed to say Chuck. 
Okay, so other than Maddie calling the two mistresses thing, did you know that Lavender Brown murdered her, him? No. I kind of no. thought, like, and I guess they were leading me towards it, but I kind of had a feeling that they were setting it up to be the wife because she was a little bit mysterious. Mm-hmm. Or the obvious thing was to be Clive Morton, like the husband of one of the women he was having an affair with. Yeah. But I felt like that might have been too obvious, but also like he was being an ass the whole time. So he was. I was ready for it to be him. I don't yeah. think that this was like it's not trying to like what's the phrase you know mark new ground. Yeah. In the mystery business. <laughs> no, but it also I liked that it wasn't like Poirot where in this you are definitely given a lot of the clues that you need to kind of figure stuff out especially just in what they choose to show in the, like what Maddie said she saw the camera show one woman two women three women well one is his wife why are these other two women crying so hard at his funeral because they either loved him or were sleeping with him did you guys Although, feel like unlike when you watch Poirot and when Poirot does room time and he pulls everyone together half of the things he says you're like when the hell did you like see this or figure this out like a lot of the times First of all, he's just airing everyone's like secrets in front of everyone and ruining everyone's life. Yeah. <laughs> Second of all, you're like, I don't know where you're getting half of this information, but I trust you because you're Poirot. Yeah. But I like that this show didn't really... This one didn't have a room time, really, first of all. No. It was more no, of a, let's really. save you from a train. And there were crumbs. Let's save you from a train time. <laughs> yeah. That was a very risky move. She could have easily died. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, like, why if, weren't they watching for her earlier? They they were waiting for her to strike, I guess. I don't know. That's like, how Sydney's lucky was. that he was, like, young and has reflexes, or she would have died. Yeah. Like, what if, like, her arm flung out? It could have got hit by the train, and she would have been, like, less an arm. Like, Also, why trust the priest and not policemen? I'm sorry. Like, obviously the point of this show is, like, these two are kind of solving murders because one people will tell secrets to and the other one's a policeman. But at the same time, like, why don't you get more policemen to come help this potential murderer? Like, Was Jordy there? Yeah. yeah. Jordy was holding back. Yeah. So Sydney helped, like, Sydney saved Pamela Morton and Jordy caught the secretary, Annabelle. Like, so yeah. when she was, like, screaming at her, like, he never loved you or whatever. Uh, maybe because Jordy didn't want to get in trouble for, like, allowing this priest guy to help. Maybe. I don't know. But it was a dumb thing for them. To I just thought done. it was kind of like, well, we think she might be murdered, so let's just the two of us go find out. Yeah. What happens if somebody asks Sydney the time and he, like, is two seconds late? Yeah. Lady's gone. Well, I'm wondering if they thought that she would do that or if she would just confront her, you know? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. guess, yeah. Maybe. But at the same time, it's just... If they think she murdered one person, it's not something you want to bet on. Detective work is did not involve a lot of due diligence back in the yes. 1950s. <laughs> That's true. I was just listening to My Favorite Murder where they were talking about how crime scenes were just open for anyone in the news to, like run over and, and i just I listened was, to john mulaney talking about was, how and i 
Go ahead. And I was listening to John Mulaney talking about how crimes were very difficult to solve way back when, when they would just draw chalk around the body and go back to a hunch. Carrie, you go. I was just listening. And I was. (laughs) I was just listening to Up and Vanished. And apparently uh, the, I'm not, don't quote me on this directly because I'm not reading it from the thing. But uh, it was, like, the crime scene, not crime scene, like, the closing rate for murders was actually, like, in the 80s or 90s, like, percent-wise, back in, like, the 60s. And then it went down, or, like, the 50s and 60s in the U.S. I don't know about England. But then it went down in the 70s, um, and then in, like, the 80s, it was at, like, 60%. And now it's at, like, I think, like, 38 or 50. Why? Because, because I wonder if it's just because more are reported. No, I don't... I, the guy that was talking was hypothesizing about how, um, you know, back in the 50s and 60s, a lot of it was just the people that are close by, like, that are more easy to figure out, you know, like, the family, the friends, whatever, and now there's, like, more organized violence there's more, also, like, there's probably violence. less due diligence back then, so they are probably arrested a lot of people who might not have done it. They could that could they did not like put that forth as a reason, but then they case were also talking. Doesn't mean case solved. They were also talking about juries and how the uh, the people who serve on juries nowadays feel like beyond a reasonable doubt is something different than it used to be because you know there's all of this technology that we can use like DNA and like fingerprinting and, you know, like all this like analysis that people can do with like blood spatter and voice recordings, which a lot of it has been like disproven as being super um, like, Subjective. it's not proof. Yeah. It's not proof. Um, but we but, still kind of see it as, and you can twist it however you want. Yeah, but then they were talking. He said that they they think that they're like junior lawyers or junior like crime scene analysts. Like there was this one case that he was talking about about how he thought it was like open and shut, and the jury uh, didn't find him guilty because the police didn't use luminol to detect blood because like the murder victim was like bleeding out on the floor. Like so they they were they saw the. There was the presence of blood, but luminol wasn't used to test for blood. Like I don't know, like elsewhere in the room, I don't know. But that seems stupid. Like, yeah, it does. But like, there's the whole thing about how uh, beyond a reasonable doubt, like the definition of that can be can more be subjective than you think. Yeah. So yeah, back in the day, they were better at solving crime, especially because they could just go to the train station and watch her try it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm just going to insinuate that your lover was having an affair with someone else who he wasn't married to, and then you're going to go and try and kill that woman. If modern police stations would just be more comfortable with using innocent civilians as bait to catch murderers, (laughs) we would catch more murderers. Oh, sure. Gosh. Did anyone else get some Alex Kingston vibes from her, though? No. The lady who played River Song? Yeah. Pamela Morton? Oh, kind of, from, yeah. No, from the killer, from the secretary, from Annabelle. Oh. I think it's I think it's all the hair in the face. I think it was the hair in the face, but I was definitely getting some Alex Kingston vibes. Really? Because yeah, the sure. only vibe I got from that woman is that she is the palest person I've ever seen. 
That's yeah. true. I think that was on purpose. Because it could have been the lighting, too. She felt like she... Everyone... She had a sense that she was one notch less on the, like, um, saturation color guide. Yes. Like, yeah. Because I was like, is her hair blonde or gray? Or It feels like what? if just her went, like, negative 10%. Then her whole she's like Paul Bettany in Night's Tale. Kinda, her whole yeah. character is supposed to be invisible. Like, that's why when... The guy paid attention to her. She got so, I mean, maybe not why, but she got super obsessed. And she was like, no one had ever said they loved me before. He said he loved me. Which was a little bit like, I get why, but like, sad old lady again. She's not a sad old lady. Sad young lady, whatever. She's a sad, yeah. Sad Sad young lady. Plain lady. Yeah. So that was stupid. But I think that's why, like, Stylistically, it made sense for her to be almost translucent, like Sydney's eyebrows. <laughs> and eyelashes. And eyelashes. She's got great eyelashes. And eyelashes. <laughs> he is pretty. Dude, that thing when he was like unbuttoning her shirt and then they were like, they left one button and then they like, like went right to him. Like, oh, right to him on the wearing the full cassock. <laughs> yeah, and you're That's like. That's when I was like. Take it off! <laughs> and then you were like, priest. what? Yeah. Uh, um, at the very end, when he's talking with the lady. Which lady? Um, The widow, the German lady. Yeah. I re- First of all, her dress was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. I wanted it. Mm-hmm. Like, the pattern. The, the blue one? Yeah, the blue one. The petticoat even was, like, gorgeous and, like, just the right shape. I liked it a lot. But when they're kind of, like... Almost flirting in a way, I felt. Yeah. And also, I'm pretty sure... Did they kiss? No. no? Not in this episode. They just, like, really heavily lean into that moment romantically. That's yeah. not even the least comfortable, like, flirtatious moment in there. But she says something like, you're not a natural sinner, Mr. Chambers, because she was like, I immediately knew you're stealing this diary because you're obvious about everything yeah <laughs> not a natural sinner i will say this is not really a spoiler but i remember in like the next episode they get kind of together not together together but like they have like tea and they're like Moments. friends they do the german lady yeah, yeah. she comes back yeah yep. oh good she's yeah still, so she's she's still a part of the she's narrative still kicking it. at least okay, in good. episode two and maybe three I like that. I like Can I mention her. one thing that I thought was incredibly weird? Go what? for it. Sex Priest tried out the dead guy's line on his nose girl girlfriend. What line? Why are you calling her nose girl? Because she, she commented on the size of her own nose. She's a very Roman Also, nose. she had a very prominent nose. Manic Pixie Dream Girl. She Man, doesn't feel like that later on, you guys. I feel like you're kind of throwing this at her. And I'm not going to say she's perfect because she has a lot of flaws. But she has good reasons for doing what she does. And then she also has bad reasons. And also The bad only writing. information that I have is what is put in front of me. I'm only commenting exactly. on the But sex priest tries out the dead guy's lines on her. What's like his that whole, line? let's go line? run away and like oh, frolic the, under yeah. the warm evening nights and go to Nice. And I'm like... Oh no, yeah, that's, that's a weird, weird for you to try that. Imagine if you got a dating line from a funeral. 
No, not yeah, even a funeral. A secret meeting or with the dead, dead guy's guy. mistress after the funeral. That's literally what happened. Yeah, I know. That's Wouldn't that be weird? Guy, isn't that weird? Imagine if you were dating with a guy, and then suddenly you found out that well, the most romantic thing he ever said to you, he got from the mistress of a suicide, of somebody who committed a suicide. Don't say committed suicide. That's not the language. The mistress of someone who... Completed um, suicide or died no, by suicide? I was going to say was uh, framed for suicide by his uh, second mistress. <laughs> that works. That's very PC of you, Mac. Thank you. <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird, though? P.S. How much did you kind of love that sex worker sitting next to Sydney when he first goes to oh, see fun. the DI? I want her to be his new partner. I liked that. Which I like. They're just sitting. Why would you assume that she's a sex worker? It's the way that she she's... offered to have because sex. Because she offered say, herself to she him. She does kind of offer, like, do you want a girl? I also, thought she yeah. meant, like, to work in your house. Oh, like, no, that's what they say. When you no. look at how she... And I'm not saying any, like, this is terrible. But, like, the way that the costuming department dressed her and put her in makeup and the fact that she talks back to Jordy and that he's brought her in before insinuates that she's at least kind of like a companion in that town. Like... Because she gives him that look of, like, could you use a girl or whatever. Well, okay, but I will say that that verbiage has been used otherwise to suggest, like, working for someone. Oh, you know, like, I'll give the instructions to my girl. That's true. Like, my That's girl will take care of it. But that is like, not what I, she was saying. <laughs> and I would like to say, imagine if instead the, like, the buddy cop situation wasn't between the priest and the detective, but was instead between the priest and the call girl. I would so watch that show. I would 100% watch that show. That Imagine be... you got into that situation where you had to have somebody like Sexy to distract the guard, but they were a gay man. That's so happened had to before. Sex priest. Yeah, no, that would be, you know, something new at least. Mac, we wouldn't be talking about how tired that idea is. Mac, write this show. <laughs> That's your job. Oh, I need names for it. Sex we'll priest. <laughs> That's literally and what it, I'm your girl. No, it's sex semicolon priest. <laughs> Wait, hold up. No. No. What if the priest was Hispanic so it could be called Ho and Jose? No. You shouldn't call sex no. workers hoes, first of all. No. That's terrible. Well, it's a, it, like any... Look, most of, the, most of the correct terms to call people tend to be sort of long-lasting and they don't uh, anchor themselves into uh, into a title. You keep digging. Yeah, put it on a back burner. Let it. But simmer. I do like the idea for this show. So think about it. Yeah, I like it. Think, think about it. Um, <laughs> tell you what, I'm I'm gonna unplug for a second, and I'm gonna try to think of names. You guys keep talking about the episode. Okay. I have, or we could talk about Mac because <laughs> he has his earphones out. Oh my god, totally that's totally true. Mac. Um, do you think he's putting on a performance for us right now? 100%. Totally. He knows we can watch him on Skype. He's got, yeah. like, his... He's thinking. He put his hand on his, his chin. Head's, yeah. His head's tilted to the side a little bit. Oh, he's looking up in the air. Staring off into the He's distance. wearing a black t-shirt. Kind of like guy in your MFA Ooh. style. <gasps> Rubbing his face. <laughs> totally. Thinking some more. What about, um, if I tell you some more hot people over 50? Yes! yes do it because i think he was really reigning in our parade with that one seriously he, first Max of all very 
considerate of the time. Yeah. But in a way but that I can think... sometimes curtail our fun. Richard oh, Gere I... is not in the top 50 <laughs> over 50, and I'm going to put that out there. Right who is? Oh, yeah, he isn't. Good. No. Um, you should. know who is? Who? Halle Berry. <gasps> nice. Agreed. Um, uh, I just saw Kingsman 2. Sigourney like Weaver. I know. Sigourney Weaver. Nice. Marissa Tomei. Sandra Bullock. I keep forgetting she's over 50. Oh my gosh. How John excited Stamos. are you for Ocean's 8? Ooh. Oh my god, so excited. excited. John Stamos. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Rob Lowe. I didn't think he was over 50. Rob Lowe. Yeah, I knew, mm-hmm. but I think because of I was it The that. Outsiders that he was in? St. Elmo's Fire. Oh, yes. And The Outsiders. I think he was both. in The Outsiders. Yeah, I think yes, he was. He was in, he was in a It says it in this article. <laughs> Thanks, We're both Wendy. right. Um, Brad Pitt. <sighs> Vanessa Williams. Ooh. Um, Liam Neeson. Angela Bassett. She oh, does not look over gosh. 50. Oh my god. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Vigo. We keep going. Mortensen. Oh, Vigo. <gasps> they keep mentioning Vigo. people, though, who I feel are in their 50s, and they don't really go much farther than that. Um, they do go... I guess Ma- Liam. Meryl Liam Street. is probably a little bit older. Meryl Streep. Is in here. Nice. She's gonna be seventy. <gasps> Get out no. of town. I do not. No, wait, wait. What's? I, can I do math? Can, can I try. do math? What's when she when she was 49. born? When was she born? <laughs> when when she was born? <laughs> when born? <laughs> when when she born? <laughs> when born? When when lady born? <laughs> um, forty nine. So yeah, she'll be seventy next uh-huh. year. Yeah. Wait. He's coming back. But that's crazy. Definitely all about the the show Grandchester. <laughs> We're yep. definitely only talking about the show. Definitely. There was a cigarette that was already lit. <laughs> that's just what all I'm right. saying. I find yeah. it, do you find it weird that a lot of times when, in these shows they expect, like, women will hold up a cigarette and expect the men to, like, light it for that them? That was stupid. I was that a thing? Is that, like, a real thing? No, but if I was, if I was, if I was the guy that was expected to light the cigarette, I'd just kind of take the cigarette and <laughs> pretend like I thought they were offering it. Right? <laughs> you, Grant. Oh, hey, thanks. Ooh. Nice. Yep. Alright, um, so I've, I've come up with it, just a few. Okay. Names for a cop show where it's George a Clooney and a sex worker. <laughs> nice. Uh, Red Light um, Reverend. How about Antonio Banderas? Ooh. Uh, Sin and Chastity, but the priest's name is Sin and the sex worker's name is Chastity. What about I kind of like um, the first one. That's... Helen Mirren. I feel Ooh. like we talked about her. We Are we did. talking about sexy old people? <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, my next one is CSI, but it's just a priest and a sex worker. What about sin and virtue? Because I don't, uh, like, my I next don't think it, it sin and chastity doesn't flow as well. But I did like we the say idea. virtue and vice? Ooh, we did because it could be vice as in like Miami Vice. Oh, oh nice. Uh, Except that would only is, be about uh, drugs, and I just don't find drugs interesting. Uh, my next one was just robe and stocking. <laughs> no. No. Uh, and my next one isn't one for a priest and a sex worker. It's for a priest and a conspiracy uh, theorist, and it's called Wake Up Steeple. Mm. 
hate I like that, that I laughed at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good I one. I think Red Light Reverend is still your number one. I like that one. I like the, the sin and chastity, but not chastity. Sin and virtue? It may be. Something but like again, that. the priest's name is Sin, and the, yes. the, uh, the yeah, sex yeah. worker's name is Virtue. Yeah. But I I don't think virtue's exactly it. I want I would want to keep going with that. I wish they had a you know, a different name for for vice or like a different crime connotation, Department? you know? Yeah. No, it's I don't like know. Drugs and um sex workers and Oh, is it really? Totally works then. I think so, because um I remember watching Dexter and his sister was in Vice, and she always had to pretend to be a sex worker. Alright. hey It works on so many I levels. I was just thinking about Miami Vice, which was a lot. Although, I guess it was also the 80s, so everything was about drugs. It's okay. all about Vice Media. Both of Timothy Dalton's bonds were about just massive drug things happening. Um, okay. Let's see what else. I liked his typewriter. Mm-hmm. Thought about um, you when I saw that. <laughs> There really was, okay, the second time he went into the cop's office, there was smoke coming up from his ashtray, and he had to stub out a cigarette before he lit another cigarette, but he, like, <laughs> wasn't smoking when when um, Sydney came in. So, like, they, I, I bet that they had just, like, had a take, and he put the cigarette in there and did not stub no, it out all the way. Remember, yeah. Yeah. Um, yes, Maddie. Vice is criminal activities involving prostitution, pornography, or drugs. We're now ready for uh, whenever we have a show about Vice. Perfect. Virtue and Vice. Virtue and Vice. Um, and then there was something that was a little off with this, in that when somebody is murdered, the person who murdered them will usually try to avoid being the one who discovers them. Like, uh, so the fact that the assistant was the killer and then, like, went back into the office and, like, stepped and, like, looked at the dude's body and then went out and was like, oh, my God. Like, it, it probably, I don't know if it would have worked exactly in this because if she was the first one to get into the office, she would have to be the first one to get into the office. But... Like, in other um, murders, the person yeah. who committed the crime will literally, like, bring a neighbor or someone over and be like, oh, I, I haven't heard from my wife in a while. Will you come yeah. and check with me? So that someone well, else Well, what is if there. she had brought somebody to work that day and people were like, why did you bring an extra person to work? Yeah. yeah. I feel Hence like logistically saying, she knows yeah. that if she's habitually at the office at 7 a.m., she can't wait until... Clive Morton comes in at eight o'clock and then come in after him. You know, like yeah, it would be suspicious for her not to be there. She has to be the one to time. discover him. Otherwise, people would be like, "Why didn't you come into work at the time you normally do?" You know. Yeah, but it was it was she just something. To completely I get normal. what you're saying, though. I do get what you're slightly saying. outside the norm. I mean, I know if I killed someone, I would probably want to leave right away. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Yep. Setting a pattern. There. Hey, police. (laughs) Hey, Amazon. (laughs) I've got some criminals over here. Wouldn't it be weird if, uh, if, like, Amazon is the one that's more interested in the criminals? (laughs) They are the criminals. They gotta crack down on all those people using Prime as students when they're not students. 
Who cares yeah. about her? Hey, Alexa. Instead hey, Alexa. Of, like, arrest Mackenzie. Hey, Alexa. Murder. My roommate actually has one of those, so I cannot join in. Oh, Alexa! Really? Yeah, it's She's just wearing headphones. Oh, I guess you're wearing headphones. I Dang am. it! <laughs> I'm, I'm fairly certain, like... There was a bit of drama a while back about what happened if you asked Alexa uh, how to hide a dead body. That was Siri, but yes. <laughs> um, did she tell you? Or did she no, report to the police? There, no, she didn't report it. It was just she had like a snarky remark or something. Well, I mean, pretty soon it's just going to be a Big Brother. It already like, is reporting man. to the police for you. Well, we don't have to get into that. No, we should not get into that. Stuff Sorry, I'm awake. Does anybody still have, like, what notes do you guys have? I went through mine. I think I've covered most of it. Like, I'm good. I, I want Mrs. Morton's eyes. Like, I want to have beautiful green eyes like that. That would be amazing. God, they were, like, so, like, see-through. Like, um, sea-green. The only thing I have additionally is when Amanda was like, um, I'm actually getting, or I'm engaged to this guy named Guy. <laughs> and, um, I just said, shot through the heart. <laughs> I did like her ring a lot. Shot through the heart. But yeah. I did that kind was a pretty of get ring. A, I do want to say, that does annoy me because they've established that these two are very friendly. Like, Sydney mm-hmm. and Amanda. She knows his sister. They, like, see each other once a week. And they're kind she's of She's like, flirty. kiss me. And then all of a sudden, she's married. She's getting engaged to someone she's never told him about. That is weird. Yeah. Like. She should have said something. I, and I, what bothers me, I really kind of want you guys to watch the rest of this show. Because what bothers me is, I don't know if I, because I'm viewing it as a woman of 2018. Or if it's because I'm viewing it from, like, a more independent perspective. Or if I'm just judging her. Because I'm just like, you're just kind of leading him on and being, like, a total bitch. Or if I'm like, she totally has reasons for doing all of this and I understand them. Like, I'm, I do plan on continuing. Okay. But I don't have a time frame for you because I'm also watching about 30 other things. Also, listening to 50 school. podcasts. <laughs> Doing stuff for grad school. I was working on it earlier. Look at my beautiful sketches of a layout I have to do. Don't look so at them. Beautiful. They're really bad. <laughs> I'm going to be judging you for those. I you know. for those later. Sorry. But I'm hiding them forever. I do. I think she's a complicated character. And I'm not sure if it's because she's mostly written by men that I get bothered. or Magic Pixie Drip, girl. Oh, I don't think she's that. I do think she's got... Later on, there are some things, but I'll I'll watch it. And there's also a lot of things that happen that bother me, only because they were like frowned upon in the fifties, and now I'm like, just get over yourselves. Yeah. Do you feel like there are 1960s equivalents to Manic Pixie Dream Girls, or if Manic Pixie Dream Girls are significantly like a product of our place and oh no, they're definitely back then. Like anyone who was like, what was her name, Twiggy or Scylla Black, or there's a lot of women that were kind of. Just written for men. Not written for, but, like, had a definite public persona. Although I guess they did for men, too, like... There were some Bond girls that could be a manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> Most of them. Throughout yeah. anyone, anyone that was with Connery or more, pretty much. Yeah. 
I mean, really, Diana Rigg was amazing, and all the rest of them had no... Christmas Jones? And not her character. Don't I mean, just literally the Diana Rigg. about Christmas Jones. <laughs> Don't um, mention her. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's not a new phenomenon. Um, yeah. So what's, uh, what are our, what do we need to rate? Do we need to count the penises? First of all, I do want to mention, there are seven women and three men. Wow. With three speaking wow. lines or named people? Speaking lines. What about named Okay, people? the dead guy definitely speaks. Well, everyone is named except the sex worker, so then it would be six versus Ooh, Annie. three. Annie! Oh, Annie. So there you go. It's yeah. still seven. The dead guy, so I have three and a half, because the dead guy's like half, because he shouts at someone in his <laughs> office, and then he's like in a flashback Get out of sex her. scene. Yeah. But yeah, there's literally Sydney, Jordy, and Clive Morton, and that's it. And then you've got the secretary, Annabelle, you have um, Jordy's wife, you have the sex worker, you have Mrs. Staunton, the German lady, Mrs. McGuire, and Amanda. Okay. So I was they like, do... that's pretty cool. That is nice. They introduce another male character They do talk about guys. Season. No, 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 but I mean later in the season. Also, yeah, I kind of missed Leonard. I thought it was weird that he wasn't there. He's like, comes into him. the vicarage as like a helper for Sydney or whatever, like a priest. Apprentice. Yeah, guy. Um, and then let's do stabs. I want to say uh, four. I'm just going to give it five. I'm going to go with six. I was going to say six, Seven. yeah. Six. I like the show a lot. I feel like just because it's not new and oh. exciting... I was thinking against it. I was thinking just the murder stabs. Oh, the murder itself. Yeah, like as a murderer, I would give it like four stabs. Oh no, I think as I'd still do five because as a show, I would do six. I like that they established that he had two mistresses. Like that's yeah. kind of a surprise. Yeah, that's why Jordy was like, "How did he have time? How did he have energy? <laughs> Plus a wife." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Maddie. Oh, I think I just want to rate it more highly because I saw through it right away. Mm, yes. And I don't want to see through something that was just easy <laughs> to see through, you know? This was I so feel like the Ten stabs! <laughs> the show itself I do really like. I think I'm going to go with seven-ish. I would do six for the show. I would say six the except the dog. The dog gives it a seven. Yeah. Oh my god. Like that ten out of ten for that dog. Oh, man. Adorable. Take a look at that dog. Would you take a look at that dog? That dog. I loved him. All right. Cool. That was real cool. Okay, so. so... Yeah. Continue. I was going to do what you were doing. Did we all do stabs? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, next time, what I pulled out of the uh, sorbet jar that I keep all of our stuff in was the first episode of Wallander, which I don't. Carrie has seen, but the rest of us have not. So that'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, so next time, join us. If you want to watch the first episode of Wallander, that's what we're going to be talking about. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at MostlyMurderPod. And you can email us questions, comments, concerns that are constructive at MostlyMurderButSometimesNot at gmail.com. And yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Thank you. And... Thanks. Have a nice life. Have, have a nice life. You have you a nice life. 10,000 soul points. That's what I'm going to, that's going to be my sign off. That's your sign off? Have a nice life? Yeah. You know, honestly, it's because I literally think I said that to Chris Evans when I met him. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> wow. But like in like a nice oh, way. God. Like I know I'm never going to see you again and I want you to have the best life you can. <laughs> Aww. That's hilarious. Go live your best life, Chris Evans. Yeah. Live your best life, Chris Evans. <laughs> okay. Oh. Everyone, thanks. L-Y-B-L-C. Bye. 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 <laughs>